Hello and welcome to another edition of Films on Trial. This week, The Warriors. I'm Gav. I'm Alex. I'm Joel. I'm Dave. And I'm Austin. And just like The Warriors, we can dig it. And by it, we mean the Ben and Jerry's vegan ice cream we bought for Austin's birthday the other week. <laughs> um, uh, that, was, that, was, that wasn't that great a tagline. The other one that had was... Um, you're aiming for some Ben and Jerry's free ice cream. It's downstairs in the freezer. I haven't opened it, to be honest. It's probably just like one giant block. The, the, the other tagline I had was, uh, and just like the Warriors, we outnumber the cops three to one, which is untrue. Unless you're talking about the bands, the police, in which we do outnumber them 1.5 to one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <Do> we? <laughs> Uh, if you Stuart Copeland fat counts for two people though, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay seriously though if you've never heard the show before then hold on to your baseball bats because we're ready to rumble essentially we take a film and we put it on trial it's as simple as that there's also a whole host of other hilarious shenanigans to keep you entertained as well including xylophones a quiz sound effects impressions and a whole lot of banter so do stick around uh, now this week's film on trial, as I said before, is the 1979 action cult movie, The Warriors. Is it a gang star or is it a gang bang? <laughs> which so, which one of these is the, is the bad one? <laughs> Ozzy knows. I like it. Uh, Alex helped me with that one this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why I like started it. with gang bang and worked back from there. <laughs> of, course, of course you did. <laughs> like, like so often happens in your life. <laughs> It sounds like a, a blue movie version of Memento. <laughs> it's not just ink that he's got all over his body. Oh, come on, behave. Hopefully, we're going to find out whether the Warriors is decent or not. Thank you very much. Now, just to say this will be a very spoiler-free episode. So if you haven't seen the Warriors yet, check it out. It's a good film. Or, or is it? We're going to find out later on. But it is free on Sky if you pay for Sky. If you don't, it's not free. The bar is low. <laughs> it's, it's about £3.50 on Amazon Prime or £2.50 on YouTube. Uh, so why don't you watch it and then come back to this episode? Or alternatively, you can just trust our judgments. Or you can fast forward to our quiz this week brought to us by the lovely Dave, which will start around the 40-minute mark, we reckon. We don't know. It may be, maybe not. Anyway, before we go on, our last film on trial was... Event Horizon. Uh, I don't know if I've got any uh, sound effect buttons that uh, cover Welsh. <laughs> Welsh Latin. Practically the same thing. Sorry. <laughs> practically, I do. Okay. Oh, there we go. Is that, is that Latin? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, there's that bit in it where he speaks Latin, isn't there? Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> Joel, you judge the trial and you deem that it should be placed on the shit list. Uh, a lot of people, mainly me, uh, and all the accounts that you I have on Twitter, <laughs> and Dave as well, reckoned that it was the wrong decision. Not just the wrong decision, but the worst decision. Um, you've since gone away and you've watched the film. Did you make the right call? Um, well, like I was saying before, you know, spending a lot of time with you guys, I've heard about this film so many times, and I just thought it was going to be great. And, um, you know, I, I totally agreed with Ozzy and Alex watching it. I just think <laughs> yeah. like it could, could have been so much better. I think they overused the gore completely. And I also agree with what they said about um, that it just kind of comes from nowhere and it just it, it almost escalates just completely left field and I just didn't see the point in it. And I th- felt like it was a complete waste as well of what I you know, said was a really good environment on the, on the space station. Jesus Christ. So yeah, there we go. I want you to write down that, and I'm going to send it to Sam Neil. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Me and Sam are like that, you know. We share a love of dinosaurs, so. 
<laughs> I heard he went off them after uh, Jurassic Park 3. I'm disgusted, to be honest. Anyway, uh, we're moving on, swiftly on, onto the bulk of the show. Uh, as we mentioned before, this week we are uh, putting the 1979 film The Warriors on trial. And um, I don't even know if I can be bothered playing the song, to be honest. I I, I, I'll try. Hang on. <laughs> it's not going to go well. I got. Nowhere to run. Um, oh. But uh, no, no, no. Can you sing it for us? Probably instead? the quickest fail that you've ever done. <laughs> it, I, so I'll try. Hang on. <laughs> hang on. Why did you make me do it? Now I feel embarrassed. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Uh, for anybody who's still listening to this episode. Um, we yeah we picked the Warriors. It's picked out of the hat at random and was recommended to us by our good good friend and graphic designer Winston Sang, who says there's nothing I love more than strolling through the dark streets of Manchester at night with my face painted in my full baseball kit, <laughs> looking for trouble. <laughs> On a separate note, could you please review the Warriors? <laughs> Now, if you don't know who Winston is, he does all of our artwork and all the funny posters each week. You can check him out on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore quirks. He is very, very good. Um, now, all of the roles uh, have also been picked out at random. So in defense and trying to get this film placed on the hit list will be me and Dave. Now, Dave is just like one of the boppers. He's unable to accept that the disco era is over. <laughs> Sorry, Dave, move on. And I'm just like one of the rogues. I'm pretty annoying. And I do think that all of my insults and anger towards others is eventually going to result in my beach death at the hands of all those who have <laughs> wronged. <laughs> <laughs> and acting as prosecution and trying to get this film placed on their shit list will be Alex and Joel. Joel is just like one of the warriors. Most nights he covers a great distance. He looks great in a just a waistcoat. And a lot of people don't <laughs> like him. <laughs> and Brucey is just like one of the orphans. He's at the bottom of the pecking order. He dresses like he's homeless, and he's not respected. <laughs> do, 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 do you want to put a badum tush in that? <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should give a bit of background on that one. No, no, no. I, no, no, I, think, I, mean, I think the insult's enough. I don't, I don't mean the insult. I mean, you know, we were sat downstairs before, and... and Gab said he's going to go especially hard on, on Alex this week. Yeah, he did. Do you remember why? Some slight of some sort. And you slighted Gab, me Gab in as some always, way. is just blown it out of proportion. <laughs> Sorry, you slighted me in some way, and I may have overreacted. I hold up my hand. <laughs> well, I may yeah, have overreacted. You should. Okay, uh, now, just like real court advocates, we will be making the best case for our roles. However, these may or may not be our real opinions, though, so... Do stay tuned until the end of the episode to hear our genuine thoughts. Which means this week, Austin has the most important role as he will be playing the judge. And Ozzy is just like one of the riffs. He dresses like the biker out of the village people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Ozzy must decide which list the film should be placed on, hit or shit, based solely on the arguments put to him, and not using his own opinion, which is good because he has never seen the film. Now, before we get started, I think we should give the listeners a bit of a better understanding as to what this film is all about. So let us spin the wheel of impressions. So here we read the synopsis of the film out in the style of one of the cast or characters from the film. This week it's landed on myself. Uh, so how should I read the synopsis out? 
could be could do Cyrus, could do Luther. Cyrus is out in the air. Can you dig it? That's him. Yeah, yeah, do it. Or Luther. Mm-hmm. Or was, was Luther? I feel like Luther would be quite annoying. I'm going to go yeah, for Luther. His voice is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for Luther. Very whiny. If it gets too annoying, I'll go. I'll switch go for, to Cyrus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Do that. Half okay. and half. In the near future, <laughs> a charismatic leader summons the street gangs of New York City in a bid to take it over. <laughs> Jesus, that's this is a, this is a long synopsis. I already hate this one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm changing it. I'm changing it. When he is killed, the warriors are falsely blamed and now must fight their way home while every other gang is hunting them down. Can you dig it? Yeah, okay. it's good. Well done. Good Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, thanks, Ozzy. Thanks. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, if anybody is still listening, uh, without further hesitation, Austin, would you like to kick off proceedings, please? Yeah, well, um, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not entirely sure I uh, I understood what was going on from that synopsis because I stopped listening after the, a few a few it's seconds of that high pitched voice. voice. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, um, I'm going to go for the defence because I feel like that's a, a justified way to start the, the whole proceeding. You can tell me about the film, tell me what's good about it, about the storyline, and, uh, and just just fill me in. Let me give me the you know give me the synopsis again, but not in a funny voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. okay. either either or. Good uh, go on, Dave. Yeah. Oh, go. okay. Yeah, thank God, because what I meant was I don't want to hear Gav speak for a few minutes. <laughs> Bring it back, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially, what the plot of this film is is one of the uh, leaders of one of the most respected street gangs in New York calls a meeting of nine representatives from all the other street gangs. They're to turn up unarmed, and they're going to meet in a park. And he's got a proposition to put to everyone. So this is nine members of every street gang in New York. So, how many street gangs are there? Um, Roughly. In, innumerable. Um, the, so at least like, 50. At least 50. So there's like, you know, over 100 guys. There, yeah, there's a lot of guys right, okay. in this park. It sounds like uh, an accident waiting to happen. Are you well? Oh, 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 they could have done you there for health and safety, man. They, they could have done with you on board. And he's given this speech and he tells them that he's worked out that the gangs outnumber the police in the city. They could take over the entire city if all the street gangs were to unite and put their petty grievances and squabbles behind them. While he's giving this speech, he's shot dead um, by one of the leader of one of the other gangs, a fairly low-level ranking gang. No one sees him doing it. He does it from the shadows, and he just shoots the guy dead. The warriors, our heroes and protagonists, are blamed. He identifies them, and a few other people jump on the bandwagon. It's like, yeah, yeah, it was them. They shot him. So they now have to make their way through New York. Bear in mind, they're on the far side, and their home is uh, Coney Island. They now have to make their way (laughs) It's a real place. <laughs> no, no, I know. I just, I just find it quite amusing that these guys have come from the Coney island, island to way the mainland, to Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. way into for Manhattan. a meeting, but no carry on. It's an hour on the train. An hour on the train. At least, at least. And this is in the dead of night. And the oh, pool. so it's well connected. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's New York after all. It's easy to get around if, New if York. There's one it? positive of this film, and one thing that this film taught us it is just how well connected Manhattan is <laughs> and New York. It tells me though they need the more regular trains, I'm thinking. There's yeah, a lot yeah. of a lot of waiting around at train stations. So essentially they've got to make their way through various other gangs, hostile territory. Basically, a, a bounty has been put out on the warriors by this powerful gang whose leader's been killed. All gangs are after them, and there's only well the eight of them left by this point, spoiler alert. 
um, trying to make their way back home. That is essentially it. And they've got to evade the cops. They've got to evade other gangs. Um, and that's essentially it. It's the story of their walk home or their trying to get home through enemy territory. It's based on Xenophon's uh, Antibasis, which was a, a Greek story that he wrote about Greek soldiers trying to get back from the war in Persia, mm-hmm. having um, been summoned by Cyrus the Second, I think, or something like that. The leader of the Rifts is also yeah. called Cyrus. The, <coughs> okay, so there's it, a lot of parallels. There's it's, a lot of parallels. It's loosely based on that. It was turned into a novel first. Now it's become a film. Mm-hmm. Do you know that Dave had a degree in classical civilizations? <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was just thinking is this has fallen right into into his uh, into his hands and potentially street one gangs it. and ancient Greece. Yeah, If you can't picture it, it's like Homer's The Odyssey, um, but with the gangs from West Side Story. In <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He's actually not far off. This but the is... one thing I will say about these gangs is it, this is quite fantasy. This is a very much a fantasy setting. The gangs are ridiculous they're very camp they're very they're ludicrous you know the way they dress they all wear the same colors like you got one gang that dress in like purple glittery waistcoats they're kind of they're the disco ones that gav compared me to okay you got the baseball furies who paint their faces um different colors they don't speak and they just wear baseball gear and they carry baseball bats you got the hi-hats that are essentially mimes very weird very camp gangs it's not very realistic in that sense it's not trying to be yeah it is kind of a fantasy Okay, so there we go. I'm going to fire this over now to the prosecution because the look of bewilderment uh, on both of your faces makes me think, is that, you know, this is a completely accurate description of the film. So uh, that's, that's pretty accurate description. You know, that that is the synopsis. But it doesn't quite cover, you know, this film, I guess, is definitely, what would you agree, defense that it's like cult status film sort of thing? Very much so. I, yeah. I, no, I, I think at the time when it was released, it was very well received. It wasn't a cult film. So, like, one thing that Dave uh, sort of alluded to, right, uh, sorry to put in, but, like, oh. when it was released... Well, Apology not accepted. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. It's okay. <laughs> uh, is, is that when it, when it was released, it was sort of um, exaggerating, like, New York uh, crime. So the, the, the streets of New York did... Uh, you know what? It was very big gang culture. There were a lot of gangs, especially in Coney Island, which is where the author of the book was from. And he was kind of fed up with this overly romanticized version of street gangs. You know, the sort of finger clicking, jazz tapping, and West Side Story. So he wanted to create something that was more realistic in story wise, but they thought that it was a bit too maybe um, too gritty. Mm-hmm. too real that's why it's a sort of like a comic book version of it so it makes it more fantasy but like within the story within itself is very real however as the years have gone by and gang culture isn't as big as it was so it's diminished anyway in new york it has looked more like a fantasy but it's it shifted its appreciation has shifted and it's become more of a cult film it is now at the time it was a big commercial success when it came out critics were on the fence but now it's become a cult film Pretty sure I was asked about the prosecution about five minutes ago. <laughs> but you know, but, I, yeah, but I you appreciate asked, you, you asked us a question, Alex, true, and we true. answered you. I, I, should, I should not have done that. <laughs> Jesus, I Lesson should not have learned. done that. Yeah, Lesson learned. Core room 101. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, back so, to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed listening to a bit of prosecution there. Um, seriously, though, um, this the story sounds... Uh, it sounds relatively simplistic, essentially. It's, you know, troubles about trying to get home. Is it too simplistic or... or not, not, you know, just not, yeah. Is it not detailed enough? Is there? I'd say there's nothing wrong with the, the simple story. And it is, it is pretty clear, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, go. The problem, I think, with the story is it, it, because it is so simple at certain bits, it, it's good towards at the beginning and it's good at the end. But I feel like it loses its way a little bit in the middle. There's a bunch of stuff that just seems a little bit, a little bit dull. Like there, there are some great 
you know, characters and you do remember them. So the Warriors gang has got some, you know, you've sort of got, and it sets it up quite nicely at the beginning where they're all, you know, you sort of introduced a little bit to each character. But really kind of what happens to the characters is the main story of this film. So you've got, you know, the, they're, they're going home and what happens to them and how they get home. And I just feel like the film dips a little bit in the middle and things happen which don't really seem dramatic. And, you know, I think a lot of it sometimes can be hidden behind its cult and it's a bit different, but actually it's not very dramatic in certain bits. So there's a really good, I'd say one of my favourite characters in it is this Ajax who's played by James uh, Remar. Remar? Remar? Remar. <laughs> Remar. Remar. Right, okay. Remar. And you know, it's and it's and it's a pretty good character. It's actually got a little bit of nuance to it, which a lot of the other characters don't. But it, like, the film doesn't quite know where to go with its characters. So James um, Remar, Dexter's dad, he just gets picked up by the police, sort of halfway through the film, and you're a bit like, oh, um, oh, he's, he's gone. And then you know? so that's literally he just disappears. It. Yeah, and it, and 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 then there's other things that happen that just don't really. They're not very dramatic, and there's a character that dies. He just gets thrown in front of a train and kicked by the police. It's never sort of alluded to again. So the, a lot of the actual bulk of the film, you're just starting to get a little bit lost and a little bit like, well, hang on a minute, what? You know, why do I care about anything? Is the is the you know is the is the introduction of the police to show a little bit of jeopardy? Is that actually when you do get caught by the police? That's the end of your yeah, your, but your time in the gang. Yeah, it's a anticlimactic end to a good character because he's 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 also their leader dies right at the beginning. He's framed for the death of Cyrus and gets stomped. Okay, yeah, so yeah. then you know there's a little bit of a there's an interesting interplay between Swan who takes the lead as the right hand man and Ajax who wants to be take charge. And it's a bit of an interesting interplay. There's also a little bit you can see in Ajax's character where he's with a bit bit of mistreatment of women. And, you know, there's different sort of elements to it. And then, you know, he, he just gets caught by the police and busted, basically. And it's a bit disappointing. And again, with the, the, the guy who's thrown in front of a train, a bit disappointing again. And just a few different things as a, a female character they get from a, a crew called the Orphans who joins them. And, you know, there's just stuff that's kind of explored where you're a bit like, I felt like they were trying to get something across, but they never do. And, you know, my problem with what Dave and Gav was saying is, this, this, there's a bit of confusion here. Is it camp gangs in all colourful attires and all a bit West Side Story, but a bit grittier? Or is it, you know, is it trying to actually be based on New York gangs, which at the time were pretty prevalent? And I feel like that's where the film gets a bit confused and a little bit lost. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to say. Confused, lost, lost it's, without it's a message. It's like uh, James Cameron using big blue aliens to define the Iraq war. <laughs> would, you, would you kind of agree, Alex? Stick to, to film, to do with <laughs> stick to the goddamn film. I've had enough. <laughs> Just stick to the fucking film. But you know, not you know, like it, like it is realistic, but it's also you know a little bit cartoonish. You know, so it's a kind of it's it's sort of reminding audiences that it is real, but while it, it, you know still being quite enjoyable as well. So there's that added sort of like. Uh, you can sort of appreciate it as a piece of film. There's a sort of suspension of disbelief. You know, there's not people going around with their faces painted, you know, yellow and purple and uh, swinging baseball bats. But you do know that this stuff is real. So there is like a message that is left at the end of it. Jeez. Don't be in a gang. Damn, punchy I'm glad you got that no, from the Warriors. No, so that actually, like Walter Hill was was saying about it. That, um, uh, that I've read a quote from him, and he was talking about the, the fact that 
Um, at the time, it was quite culturally relevant film. He was talking about like a dis disillusioned youth that you didn't think was actually getting spoken to. And every time that you f saw gangs or gang culture in films, it was also like gangs are bad, or you know, like the needs the needs to be like a redeemable factor. You know, like one of the uh, characters or one one of the you know um, people within the gang, they need to have some sort of like redeeming feature, and you know, like there needs to be an arc at the end where they go like, yeah, I've realised that gangs are bad and I shouldn't be in them or whatever. And he was saying that like the film doesn't say everyone is supposed to be a lawyer or a doctor or something. He says the movie sees gangs as a defensive alignment in order to help you survive in a harsh atmosphere. So it was not it wasn't sort of like kind of um, very very profound. It, yeah. it, it is. They're also going around in roller skates. And, you know <laughs> what I mean? like, there's also mimes that have top hats on. Yeah, and yeah, the people... fantasy element. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. What have you got against mimes? Yeah. I'm just saying that, that you're talking about <laughs> gangs in New York and you're talking about realism, and one of the gangs is a bunch of mimes. It can have both. It can have fantastical elements to it, and it can have like a realistic subcore to it. Something going on beneath the surface. The I surface can be just like no, the surface can be digestible and accessible, but beneath that, there is a real message going on. There is a real core, a kernel of truth there. Is is the story in, engaging in any way? Did you? I mean, I, like, um, I'm, I'm going to aim this at you, Joel, because I, I think we have maybe I'd a similar. Wait well, yeah, because you are quiet and you know um, and enjoyable to listen it, to. I mean, it, it is like I, I I was interested, but at the same time, you know, that it's there's a lot of ridiculous things in here, and I kind of think. It's almost given a free pass, you know, just because of its uh, status, as a lot of kind of cult films are. It's almost as if you're kind of forced to like the film, you know, before you've already watched it. One thing that came to mind straight away when I was watching it was, you know, the ridiculous outfits and the fact that they're called the Warriors when all the other gangs, well, not all of them, but a lot of them all have, like, fucking stupid-ass names. Do you know what I mean? Like, one of them's called, like, the Ditsy Witsies or something like that. <laughs> there, there's no Ditsy You know, it, it, I'm paraphrasing, but all the other gangs, you know, they, they haven't got cool names. Like, you'd be thinking, why would it be in a gang called that? You know, yeah, it just, to just the so happens the main gang is called the Warriors, which I felt was a little bit ridiculous. And also, they're trying to get home, but they're trying to get home topless in little leather, <laughs> leather vests. And it's like, just take one off and put a shirt on and try and blend in. And you'll probably have no fucking problems, you know what I mean? <laughs> Some of the plot holes are just insanely large. Because well, um, they bring that up. They, 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 there's a bit where they're the same with the through. orphans. Yeah, they're going yeah, through the orphans' they, turf. They, they and could. they're saying, like, oh, no, we don't want to take our stuff off. That's, that's our identity. We don't want to, like, kind no, of... No, but that's just a way of glossing over what is essentially a massive plot hole. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not a massive plot hole. And um, then, uh, you know, they... There's just, like, everything just seems really choreographed, you know, like the, the fight scenes... Uh, even the talking when they stood around, like for example, one person will just like recite the lines and then it'll flip to the next person, he'll recite his lines. I know that's essentially what kind of you know acting is, but it shouldn't be you know, it, it, feel, just, it feels like a, if, like, like a play, maybe paper type of thing in front of him. Um, <laughs> then there's a kind of just a lot of really obvious stuff which takes you out of the film, like especially in the fight scene, some of it is just completely overdone and kind of um. You know, it's almost like superhero stuff where, like, people take punches that there's no way they could be able to punch. You know, one example is uh, the Warriors outrun a school bus in one scene. Um, <laughs> run faster than a bus. It's chock full of guys, though. You know, <laughs> it is chock <laughs> full of guys. Must be getting weighed down by their weight. Um, and uh, so, so, yeah, there's just a lot of kind of things which, you know, take you very much out of the film. And, you know, as I say, the story, it's it's very easy to follow and it is relatively interesting you know i did want to see how they made it there in the end but there's so many things along the way and so many ridiculous other things that watch it and you kind of think you know how 
is this so revered? Yeah, why is it so why is it so popular? Yeah. Um so so I mean let let's go go off that. Why is it so popular? Um I'll let you, I mean I'll let you answer some points there. Yeah, there. I just want maybe to yeah, rebut a rebut a point and then maybe like what maybe try and wrap that up with your rebuttal as that what what is making it so popular if it's quite a simple story based upon a very historical uh you know, it's something that's gone through the ages then Yeah. Why was it popular at the time? Why is it still popular now? Yeah. Um, well, I'll just start with the rebuttal and I'll see how this kind of evolves. Um, I disagree about the cuts. Uh, what Joel's saying about they have to should have just taken the waistcoats off and blended in. Like Gav said, that is mentioned in a conversation with the orphans who say, you can't pass through here as gangs, you've got to pass here through as civilians, you know, show some respect, take off the waistcoats. And they're like, they say no. That is true of a lot of gangs. There's a lot of um, Hells Angels gangs, biker gangs, who won't remove their cuts. You know, the, the police are constantly trying to get them to take it off. I think even Sons of Anarchy pays reference to it. That is one of the kernels of truth in what is essentially a fantasy film based around with, but these kernels of truth I'm talking about, that is one of them. The gang colours symbolism, the importance of gang colours, that is relevant. And Joe was talking about how the fight scenes seem choreographed and he mentioned the dialogue, how it goes from like one guy says a line, then it camera pans around 180 to another guy who says a line and so on and so forth. And I think with the choreogra- choreography of the fights and the, like, the way it's shot like that, kind of comes in the why it's such an endearing film, why it's endured as long as it has. It's very stylish, like really stylish. Say what you will about this film, it might not be your thing. The story is simple, but the way it is shot, the way Walter Hill went about um, directing this and shooting this, it is stylish through and through. The dialogue at the start, yeah, it is chopping from one person says a line, but then it'll cut to the subway trains flashing back, uh, back and forth, subways in the middle. I mean, it is all based about you know transport and getting back home. The trains are a big part of the film. So it is interspersed with other shots, other things going on, even though it does look choppy. And if you saw it without that editing, yeah, it wouldn't look it would look a bit odd. But the way it is done, the way the director has brought those scenes together is what makes it work. And that's probably why it's still going. It was a really new style of direction. And I think the reason it's still popular now is because it genuinely still looks fresh. This generally this doesn't look like it was just shot in Technicolor in nineteen seventy nine. This still looks contemporary almost. This looks like, if it weren't for the fashion, this would still look contemporary. The way it is shot is very stylish and ahead of its time. Stylishly shot? Um, contemporary? Um, I wouldn't say contemporary. There's, there's, all, there's an awful lot in this film that I don't think would be put into a film now. Yeah, pretentious? Uh, I wouldn't say pretentious, no. Thank you, Ozzy, for... <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I wouldn't... Um, I'd, yeah, I'd say there's a few things, maybe the treatment of women at times. Um, I mean... The, I, are, are, are there many women in it? It strikes me not, as that this would be no, very, very male-heavy. There's, there's, there's uh, one main as a, as a woman gang. who's... A bit of a sausage fest. Who's yeah, taking. I was trying to be more polite than that, but yeah, this is a massive sausage fest, <laughs> I assume. One woman is taken, and there's just a few bits. I mean, it's, you know, when was it made? 79? So, hmm. you know, it's a bit of its time. There are a few comments that maybe would make it not contemporary. I'm going to sort of just talk... You know, Joel sort of touched on this a bit as well. I think as soon as you say that a film's got cult status, that can sometimes cover a multitude of sins. And, you know, the, the acting isn't great in this. There's there's a couple of... Maybe James Ramar would be, you know, was someone you'd say is a good actor in it. There's an awful lot of people who I wouldn't say are particularly good actors or probably, you know, made it big e- Even it actors. Either. Yeah, or even actors, maybe. And, you know, the, the dialogue is stilted at times. And yeah. I think people can, you know... Maybe if it's your thing, you can say, well, it's cult and it's meant to be like that. But, you know, cult by another name is just not well done. It is funny how a lot of these cult films have actors that basically do not much else afterwards. 
How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd say maybe people like that, but I don't think it makes it good. And I think some people just give it a pass. Because, because of cult. that, yeah, they think it, they should give it a pass because yeah, everyone else thinks it's the right. direction. I don't know the shots. I, I, I wouldn't say. I just didn't really get a sense that it's got its completely own style. The costume designer did a good job with some of the gangs. They're quite inventive in places, especially the baseball ones. That they're good, but the actual direction itself, there was no shots. There was no like, there were no set pieces where I thought, "Wow, that's that's so, really innovative." So even even of its time, when is this set? The mid eighties. 79. 79? Yeah. Okay, it was filmed so. in 79. I think it's set in the near future. Sort okay, of thing. So, so, but only yeah. a couple of years, so, so it would have been set 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just have a quick point on what Joel was saying there about uh, how these actors didn't go on to do much else? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, go on, carry on. Carry on. Uh, so, Walter Hill. Not Dexter's dad. Uh, not Dexter's dad. Walter Hill or Fox, who went on to be in the thing as Windows. We should all know that. Um, but. Uh, Walter Hill, the director, cast newcomers or people who weren't actors, essentially, because he wanted to give the Again, feel... That's a, keep the cost down. Film. Keep the cost down. <laughs> yeah, well, probably to keep the cost down, yeah. But he wanted to create the feel of, uh, of real people caught in dangerous situations. So he said... Oh, that's such an excuse for yeah. keeping the cost down. Yes. Oh, I just want to shoot real people in real situations. But you I, know, they took to have a real person reacting how they really would in a dangerous that, situation. But the problem That's is, what actors are paid yeah, for. To, to pretend to. Well, react when you've only got about situations. 50 quid <laughs> to stretch. <laughs> to be fair, he wasn't given a lot of money. Paramount thought that they would gross about 4 million, which back in, in 1979 was, it was a decent turnover, but nothing spectacular. They ended up grossing over 16 in the end, I think. It was actually way more successful than Paramount gave it credit for. If they'd given him a bit of a better budget. This film could have been. even done even better than that. No, but you that know. you know that is a flaw in the film then that they will it wasn't properly funded. Does it feel like oh, it's no, not? That's a, flaw. Th- that's a triumph. Really. Does, does it feel like it's it's not funded? Does it feel like a cheap film? It is. A, it yeah. does to me. Like it, it, you know, I think they spent all the money on the outfits. I think that's when <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially where the budget went. Like, there's no like, <laughs> as Alex said, there's no like set pieces. There's no like. Um, you know, one moment where you can see in the film where, oh, they spent a lot of money on this yeah. battle and, or this shot. And, and the fighting isn't good enough, I don't think. For for one that's basically about gangs having a fight, there's not actually much fighting that goes on. There's a little bit right at the beginning. And then even with the orphans, they, they sort of avoid a fight by throwing a Molotov cocktail at a car. So it's actually quite a long time until the baseball people, until you do actually get any fighting. And yeah, it's not it's not really memorable. Does it does it need the fighting? Is the film actually about I mean, the fighting, about or is it about gangs and it's violence? Isn't it? No, it's not, it's not really fighting, about violence. They're, they're, they're called the Warriors. Do you know what I mean? Like that does make you think it that maybe there's going to be a, a tough a guy named. The film itself isn't about violence. It's about though. people. It's about the people. Yeah, in a those. nutshell, yeah, that is kind of what it is. Trying to get home. It's, it's really I mean, it's while, while people try and kick your head in. It's, it's, it's like it's like it's like baseball teams, you know. Like more they're, they're, action shots, yeah. in Homeward Bound. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's about it's about like because essentially they're trying to get from A to B. Well, people und- tried to no, kill them undetected. Like, imagine if it, it was wearing just leather like, vest and topless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It says in warriors the, on them in the dead of night they're across like a protected. thirty mile span. You know what I mean? It's not just like they're going from here to Tesco <laughs> yeah. down the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? If I may quickly add, as well, I I really do disagree that there aren't set pieces in this. That there aren't memorable fight scenes. That scene with the baseball furies. The baseball furies are iconic film villains. You see them in the baseball game. I mean, obviously they look very distinctive to start with, but they have perpetuated. They've they've, they've gone into pop culture now. The baseball furies are a big deal. They're very noticeable. 
as far as a fight set piece goes, but they're fighting the punks. You know, they've got the uh, the scene in the in the subway um, restroom. And each warrior is in a different cubicle, biding his time, waiting for the punks to come in. And they all and there's a scene. I remember I saw in a magazine. It was a shot of the doors flying off the hinges at the same time. The warriors charging out of the stalls, each of them marking his man and taking down one of the punks each. And that is an iconic shot. That was a big deal. That was a well choreographed fight scene as well. The whole room is basically getting trashed by these sixteen or so guys tearing shreds off each other and it's not it's not the it's not like fast or fast and furious where you got these like big car chases or these big set pieces that maybe we become accustomed to, to now it was low budget but it was well choreographed the fight scenes are well done they're just a little grittier they're a little yeah. more old school a little more old-fashioned it yeah, was done like, with stuntmen yeah. it's not done with cgi exactly for the 70s as well you know what i mean uh, we're, we're looking at it with a modern lens you know and looking at like fight scenes they're in john wick at the time in the seventies, they were perfectly acceptable. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at you know. I think about films in the sixties, and you know, they had some really good fight sequences. It's about it's about as, as as well choreographed as like any one of the James Bond films of around that age. That's but just also, not true. But no, also <laughs> remember, it's absolutely not true. It it's is. just not true at all. If I may, you know, you can look at, you can look at the <laughs> same sort of outrageous thing to say. Just <laughs> wait for the one thing that would piss him off. <laughs> if I may. James Bond is a trained assassin. He's had military training. You know, he knows that his fights are well done and they're well choreographed, Alex. And they look good. And they look good. But he's a trained assassin. He's a trained killer. These guys are just guys from the street. They don't have a martial arts training. Exactly, they Alex. don't have a background. <laughs> you know, maybe they learned to box when they were kids. That's about as far as it goes. They're brawlers. It's not that stylized kind of fighting that maybe we've become accustomed to. And, you know, the Warriors were probably first to the table when it came to picking names. So when it got to the end, <laughs> people were like, Fiori's, oh, fuck, that's taken as well. Punks, punks is take Jesus Christ. Rogues, riffs. <laughs> Let's just the... call ourselves the lads. <laughs> Sorry, guys, that's taken as well. <laughs> you can be the giraffes. <laughs> I like it. Um, uh, Dave earlier mentioned about it being uh, well shot and quite good to look at, and then it was. Uh, so he talked about it being contemporary, both from a potentially from from a storytelling point of view, but but actually from a he said about the visuals. The visuals actually it's quite it's quite well shot and it could hold up today. Do you think? Do you think it could? It, it feels to me like maybe you would overlook the the visuals based upon the story, but is is it well shot? Is it is it you know is it well. Is the cam- is the cinematography, you know, impressive, or or is it just just there? It's okay. I can't think of a single shot really. Maybe at the end at the beach, but I mean, it's just a nice beach. So I don't know if it can take credit for that. I, I can't remember any particularly shot or sequence of shots that I, I thought, wow, that's yeah. that's different <coughs> at all. Um, yeah, I'd just say it's pretty unremarkable, but within its own budget, not bad. I just wouldn't say it's remarkable cinematography. I'd say it's quite rigid as well. You know, like in a lot of maybe films of that time, the the filmmaking's a lot more fluid um, in terms of the shots kind of, uh, you know, ease into each other. And this is just kind of like, as I say, it's very choreographed. It's as, it's as if that, you know, that they had like the set, shot set scenes. Times, yeah. Bang, 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 set, bang. It's a, it, this is a shot. You're sat there, do this, move on. It, it's not like following on it. Okay, so so I mean, I'm going to throw that back to the defense. You know, would you agree with that? Is that a stylistic choice, or is uh, is that just completely not not what's happened in the film? Um, I don't know. Possibly, it is a stylistic choice. I know there was a lot of uh, compliments being paid to the director with the style that he had chosen for this film. Um, and I do think I, I'm stand by this point. I do think this is well shot. Come what may, I maintain this is a well shot film. 
very well directed. And I think where a lot of the budget went is the surroundings. You know, it's you don't really see very many law-abiding citizens in this film. Uh, it was shot in the dead of night in New York. They are actual streets. The budget that we mentioned before uh, went to closing off some of these streets so they could film these night shoots and what have you. Um, and it looks great. It looks good. No matter what you say, between the costumes, the sets, what's going on around you, the way it is shot, this is a good-looking film. In terms of a night scene in the New York street, is this better or worse than the street in Ghostbusters where they dig up the road? <laughs> Set your benchmark to New York. <laughs> well, if Ghostbusters is your benchmark, Ozzy, this is a lot. Well, worse. Up, one of the warriors does fall into a hole being dug by some scientists, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and the cinematographer of this film did go on to um, do the cinematography for Ghost Dad. <laughs> Connection there. Yeah. So, what about um, you know to, to film about gangs, to film about New York? That's what I'm taking from this. Is it's it's. It is a film about gangs. The, yeah, but, taking but, that from it. But yeah, what I mean, absolutely. it. Well, and Martin Scorsese is not in sight. <laughs> <laughs> by that, what I mean is that Gav touched on it, maybe potentially having some sort of political statement to it. Yeah, and it does. Uh, yeah. But but in what is and, the political statement? Well, what I, I mean, what I was going to say is, in that sense, is there a way to get about that? Is there a soundtrack to that? Is a, you know, is it almost like a like a hip hop soundtrack, or is the just what sort of is this? What is the music? What is music? The the original music that they wrote is very synth based, mm-hmm. which I think because it was meant to be set like this is the future our ci- our cities yeah, are going to yeah. have if we're not careful. I think that was um... <laughs> everyone will have Casios. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> watch gonna, everyone's got a synth. It's a tangerine Dream. I like poets laureate now, yeah. but it was everything. It was all quite synth based. The original music that was scored and that yeah, is yeah. great. The soundtrack though, the jukebox soundtrack that they plucked out of nowhere is quite eclectic. Um, th- one of the people who like rallies, all the gangs listen to the same radio station, even though it's not their kind of music. <laughs> we can't, well, we, we can't see eye messages. to eye about anything, yeah. however music. music no, 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 no. We agree not quite, <laughs> not quite, not quite. And you know it's not Alex, you're just attracting. He just said it. Hey, let's, what it actually let's is. all just remember that Sean Connery wore a wig for all of the bomb films. Okay, okay. <laughs> The radio station, I was like, right, what, coded awesome. messages. Jesus Christ. Coded messages are passed down. So when the DJ is introducing a new song, the song that she picks to play is kind of a hint. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's a nod in the right direction. It's like, Gav, help me out. Well, some, come for the songs. Nowhere to run. Nowhere to run. That's basically a message to the warrior saying, you can't, fucked. you can't, yeah, okay. Fucked, we got you. Um, and, but it's quite an eclectic soundtrack. You've got some soul tracks in there, uh, a little bit of R&B in there. Um, at the end, the, over the end credits, it's Joe Walsh, so you've got a rock song uh, in the city playing over the end credits. So it is quite eclectic. You get a little bit of everything going on. Okay, um, and, and then prosecution. Once you've finished, uh, you know, telling dirty jokes to each other via WhatsApp, um, soundtrack, you can, just, you can just say yes or no. It's a good soundtrack. I'm it is a good soundtrack. I, yeah, it's I, enjoyable, I, yeah? It, there's a few good things. I also do like the fact that, <laughs> that, like that the radio <laughs> DJ I, that I runs through it. I, I, I'm just going to stop it. There's, there's a lot of laughter going on because we have a WhatsApp group <laughs> just, for the, just for the group. Um, but don't, I don't, I don't be, have my it's phone. Best, it's best not <laughs> so, to mention. Yeah, we don't, we don't uh, want to talk about <laughs> this right now. Uh, but yeah, the, the soundtrack's uh, all right. Um I think some of the songs they pick rather than some of the original music. The original music's okay if you're into that, you know, and I'm sort of sure Which some people are. We are. You are. Which I am. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it's fine. And I do like the DJ. I think she's, that's an interesting little narrative way yeah. of, you know, keeping the action going. To essentially having wrapped up the film. But what I'd like to know is we talked about 
actors that are maybe not actors. Um, so it's that detract from... Let's talk about acting and script all in one because I feel like sometimes you can have a great actor and a shit script and no amount of good acting is going to save you uh, from that. In this, do you have either? I would say acting can be average. There are a lot of unknown actors that they took a gamble on here. Um, the characters are very interesting. It's not one of those where you, you learn about your character's backstory. That's kind of irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It's just they are here, they are now. This is just all you need to know about them, what's, what you learn as, as the film goes on. You don't need a, a history check. Yeah. But the characters are interesting. And I think even if some of the acting falls a bit flat, the characters themselves that you're introduced to, performance aside, is still fascinating. I still find myself looking up the actors from this to find out what they'd gone into now. And very many of them did not do further film work. You know, this was just, it was a gig for them. That was all it was. Some There are some gems in there, like Michael uh, Michael Beck, who plays Swan, James Ramar, who Alex mentioned, um, Roger Hill, who was Cyrus. You know, there are some absolute gems, some standout classic performances here. The rest of it can be a bit average at times. The script is okay. It does the job. It's not very dialogue heavy. A lot of things is said with a look. A lot of things is said with... Uh, a little action sequence, a chase sequence instead. As far as dialogue goes, it's all right. It's used sparingly, though. Yeah, okay. Um, Gav, you uh, agree wholeheartedly with you? Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Yeah, I think the characters uh, are more interesting uh, than the actors. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, I think that you know, you, your main players in it are uh, two decent performances. And you, you mentioned Michael Beck, who plays Swan. And I think he is is very good. To be fair, you know, admittedly, I don't think he went on to do a great amount afterwards. But um, surprise me. Well, <laughs> to be honest, what, what what his character is requested to do is just basically look uh, pissed off, intimidated. Uh, also, you know, not really say much. He's quite emotionally closed off, which can be quite difficult for an actor c- to convey. But I think that Michael Beck does a really good job here. You know, if it was given to anybody else, you know, it might have just come Could off. Could have been like overplayed. Bit, yeah, or... exactly. But you know, he, he plays it really, really well. And uh, as Dave mentioned, there's others before do a fantastic job as well. But I think the characters are very interesting. And even though there's not a lot. Uh, revealed about some of them that makes them more interesting i think that just the whole idea of like the warriors and all these gangs is very interesting and it keeps you you know keeps you, keeps you engaged because yeah. of that i mean I, I, and you guys admitted that so much earlier is that it, it feels like a film which should be interesting and in you know in counterpoint to, to their acting role you, you it was you guys who brought it up that some of the acting you know is, is subpar you know i do feel like you know We've done a few cult films now. We've done uh, Halloween 3, which... Oh, is... you can't buy Halloween 3 in the same bracket as the Warriors. Yeah, but, but this, you just brought I, Avatar into it. I said Halloween 3 was cult, so you would watch it. It, 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 it is a cult film now. We've done the, the HP Lovecraft film, uh, what Reanimator. Was that, Reanimator, and now we've done this. Who's to say in 20 years, you know, we won't still be here doing this and Suicide Squad is a cult film. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly the same type of thing. You can't just put cult in front of but, something. But the difference between film. that and Halloween 3 is that when this came out, it was very well received by critics and by audience. It also, as Dave said, made the splash of the box office and it's gone on to become 
an even bigger film. So that's the difference there between that and Halloween 3 and Suicide Squad. And the Suicide Squad is shit now. Suicide Squad made time, even more still of a splash. I think Suicide yeah. Squad made a tidal wave at the box office. <laughs> but not critically, though. Not critically. I think, I think, yeah, I think Gav's hit the nail on the head when it comes to cult films. Cult films uh, genuinely attain their cult status by not, not necessarily not being well-received or not being well-regarded, but just not having the budget. They were never meant to be box office gold. They were never meant to have that wide appeal that they eventually wound up getting. That's why they become cult. Suicide Squad was meant to have wide appeal. It just didn't. But I'd, I'd also say what, you know, a, a point I think Joel is making is that people look at cult films and they go, oh, it's meant to be shit. And yeah, you know, the, the, maybe there's an element to it. But I think definitely the Warriors, if you say it's cult, you look at it and you kind of just go past it and say, oh, well... The acting's not good. Well, no, I mean, the acting isn't good, you know, and that is a flaw in the film. And also say the characters, I didn't really get a great sense from the characters. Maybe they were interesting, but you don't find anything out about them. And there's only so much you can sustain that, only so much so long you can yeah, sustain yeah. that for. Also, I mean, a lot of the characters, it just comes down to their outfits. So it's like, um, it's like they've got like a, th- a feather in the hair or something like that, or he's dressed like an, an Indian war chief or something Which like that. Which creates intrigue. <laughs> yeah, it does. But I wouldn't say that means he's got like a really well-rounded character where you're like, wow, we could do a spin-off film about that. You know, the, the Warriors, apart from Michael Beck, who I think is good in it, and James Ramar again, who I was talking about before, the rest of them are pretty much interchangeable. There's not an awful lot of difference between them. And I think it's a bit bad that you're talking about people who use outfits to substitute the lack of personality and you're talking about that while Ozzy's in the room, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that to come back to the uh, Great. I, I think I've got a lot to go on. Does anyone have anything that they want to just really get off their chest about the film before I ask for a quiz? Um, I'd just like to quickly say there. Are, I think there are two different kinds of cult film out there. I think those that, like The Room, like Tommy was those The Room, where it's shit, everyone knows it's shit, but you enjoy it because of that. And then there are others which maybe did not get the release they deserved and have gone on a cult status because they were imaginative and because they brought something new to the table. Is the room the one that that guy goes around touring and people bring spoons? And yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes yeah. that's the one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so even I know about that, that film. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a cult yeah. film, but a yeah. different kind of cult film. Yeah. I don't think you can tar everything with the same cult brush. Yeah. Okay. Um, who, who said they did the quiz this week? Excellent. Well, like you haven't heard me talking off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so this is going to be very much in the same style as my HP Lovecraft quiz from the Reanimator. Um, so basically, I'm going to add, every one of you is going to get a set of questions. Your first question is going to be on street gangs in films. Second question is going to be on what else has the cast of the Warriors been in, and your third one is going to be on ancient Greek literature or mythology. Oh, fucking so, hell! Yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah so it's going to be fun. So who Alex, wants to go first? You also do a classical. <laughs> Technically, I'll uh, take. Uh, t- so. Technically, yeah. <laughs> I got a two one, but I wouldn't say. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, it's on film. You got to know film to get it. Yeah, yeah, so okay. it's, I've got four sets of questions. Who wants to go first? Alex. Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. You're up, mate. Uh, first one: street gangs in films. Which film features a street gang called the Lords of Death? Gangs in New York. Yes, Gav. Big Trouble in Little China. It is Big Trouble in Little China. Thank you, Oof. Gav. Two. Alex. David Harris played Cochise. Has not appeared. In which of the following TV series since The Warriors? Is it A, E-R, B, Kojak, C, Monk, D, MacGyver? He's not appeared in which of those? Monk. Is correct. He has not appeared in Monk. And Oh Brother, Where Art Thou follows a modernized version of Homer's Odyssey. Which actor plays Big Dan Teague, the film's allusion to the Cyclops faced by Odysseus? Oh, John Goodman. 
Well done. Two well out of three. Well done, Alex. Who wants to go next? Joel. Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, which film features a street gang called the Droogs? Yeah. Oh, I've heard of them. I do. I've never heard of them. Oh. I don't know Anyone? what the film is, but I've heard of them. Droogs. Yeah. Oh, we've done this on the podcast, have we not? No, we have not yet. We Can should we have a clue. Um. Yeah, one of the director's other films is on the wall. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Oh, it's fucking the Clockwork Orange, isn't it's it? It's a Clockwork Orange, thank you, Gav. Jack uh, Nicholson. <laughs> Jack Nicholson's famous street gang that he has in the 80s. <laughs> Two, Joel. Uh, David Patrick Kelly, who played Luther in The Warriors, is dropped off a cliff by Arnold Schwarzenegger in which movie? Is it A, Total Recall? B, Commando? Commando. Here's Commando. Well done. And uh, number three, in 2011's Immortals, Henry Cavill takes on the role of which Greek mythological hero? Zeus. Uh, Perseus. Oh, Theseus. Theseus. Oh, yeah, oh, I'll well give you Theseus. Oh, I forget it wasn't even my go. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next, Gav? Ozzy, who wants round three? I'll have round three. Round three. <laughs> Thanks, Ozzy. Did, Here you go, Ozzy. You a nice job coordinating. <laughs> <laughs> Which film features the Black Rebels Motorcycle Club? Um... No idea. Probably the trickiest game question. Oh, is it? No idea. A streetcar named Desire. Named Desire. Oh, you, you are so close. At, well, there's a link. There's a link. No, I don't it, the Marlon Brando is the link. Oh, yeah. right. Anyone want to take a guess? Rebel without a cause. That's James Dean. Oh, yeah. Shit, what's the Marlon Brando? Yeah, the one with it, he's wearing that little hat. Yeah, yeah hat. that's the one. I'm not going to give you a point. It's the wild one. Oh, oh bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ozzy, James Ramar, who played Ajax, has not appeared in which of the following films? A, Miracle on 34th Street. B, X-Men First Class. C, Blade Trinity. D, Batman Begins. Uh, Batman Begins. Is correct. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well yes. done. Well done. <laughs> Bang on the money. And number three, Vincent Reagan, one of those actors who I guarantee you'll know his face, even if you don't know his name, has appeared in three films set in ancient Greece. Name one. Um, 300. Correct. Wow, nice. Fucking hell. Fucking go, Aussie. Well yes. done, Anyone else want to take a punt? Or anything else Vincent Reagan has been in? Um, that one two. with um, Sam Worthington. Clash of the Titans, correct. Yeah. yeah. And anyone else? Uh, Hercules? No. no he, was, he was in Troy. All right. Oh. He was Brad Pitt's lieutenant in Troy. Gav. Gav. That means you're up. Yes. This could be quite easy for you, and I've just looked at what question two is. Which film features the Scorpions? Oh, I don't know. Oh, um, oh, is it Greece? It is Greece. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I guess what the answer to question two is? Yeah, is by the, all means. Is it the thing? It is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas G. Waits, who played Fox, is arguably Jesus. best known for his role in which 80s horror movie? He knows the thing it so much, he thing. doesn't even know the, need the questions anymore. <laughs> and Gav, <laughs> and Gav, question three. Take Donovan, Danny DeVito, Susan Egan, Rip Torn, James Woods, make up the principal cast which film? Hercules. It is Disney's Hercules. Well done. We're, we're all winners deep down inside. Yeah, know? well. That's a very good quiz. That was like a good that. quiz. I enjoyed that. It's nice to get some right. Yeah, uh, well played. <laughs> very well done. Um, you know what? You know, to the judgment, um, I kind of feel like this is, or I, I feel well and truly on, on Alex and Joel's side, is that while this film probably does have some merits in terms of, Maybe the story that it's telling, and maybe, maybe there was a, a message that was trying to get across. It just strikes me as it was going to come far of the mark for so many people so quickly from the from the off when you told me that some of the gangs are mimes and on roller skates and 
you know, dressed as baseball, uh, you know, baseball stars with or baseball fans. It just it struck me straight away that there's no way this is, you know, it's going to have to have been incredibly good uh, to, to to portray any message, you know, or really arty uh, to do anything. So I, it was already on the back foot for me. Um, and then when 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 Joel and Alex pointed out that actually the acting's not great, and you guys said, yeah, well, there's a whole host of unknown actors and. And it didn't really match about the characters because really it's a story of people trying to get home. I felt like this is a film that I could quite easily just switch off uh, and, and not pay attention to. So I'm going to put it on the shit list. I feel like maybe I'd enjoy it occasionally, but I, I'm going to throw it straight on the on the shit list. It just, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> if I wasn't fucking pissed off last week with the dental eyes. Holy fuck. <laughs> uh, what, what do you really think? Uh, genuine opinions. I think you've made the biggest travesty that this podcast has ever done. Moving swiftly on, Dave. Um, completely wrong decision. Really? This film is iconic. This is, is, this is a big deal. This is a very big deal. Oof. Alex? I wouldn't say it was a big deal, but I did enjoy it more than I made you let on. Uh, I'd be interested to see what you think. I don't think... Yeah, okay. I, d- I don't know. Maybe I would have put it on the hit list myself, but I don't know. I think... Yeah, it, it definitely has a lot of sins to it. The acting isn't great. There's a lot of stuff. I don't know. Your judgment... I don't know. I don't think you regret it too much. Ozzy, just remember, Gav put The Wolf of Wall Street on the shit list. <laughs> so you're absolutely yeah. fine. And yeah, like I said, like I did enjoy it, you know, but like I said... Being cult doesn't mean you can just paper over all this yeah. shit because there's so much stuff in it and all the outfits and all like the stupid uh, like individual characteristics and the gang names, like I said, just do ruin it a little bit for me. Um, and I don't think it should be as high re- highly revered as it is. Yeah. Same with um, Reanimator, like that blows my mind. That's that's like a 94% rated film. I literally, uh, are you just trying to piss me off? Why don't you say start, something about the thing now? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, I'm interested to see what you think next yeah. week. But it's obvious that you've deeply hurt Dave as well. Yeah, well, I feel like the second I said it, I thought, oh shit, I've made the wrong decision. But you know, I stand by it. Well, you, can only, you, uh, you can only base it on what, you, what you're listening exactly. to. And, that's uh, why the podcast yeah. is the format it is. You know? Exactly. Although <laughs> we're probably going to get a lot of shit after this. <laughs> True, sometimes like, I get messages like DMs where people be like, you made the wrong decision on that one. I was like, it's, it's, a, it's a trial, you know? <laughs> That's the foot of the game. Uh, okay, so um, higher or lower than our previous film on trial, which was Event Horizon, which is criminally only 27% some Rotten Tomatoes. It's got to be considerably higher. higher. Yeah, higher. Yeah, 89%. Um, and I put up a, a poll on Twitter over the weekend and ask our friends and followers which list uh, the Warriors should be placed on. A whopping 90% said their hit list. <laughs> we've, we've had some comments here, Ozzy, I think you might like. Uh, this film is a classic and I'll stand on that hill. Uh, one of the greatest <laughs> movies ever made. Um, and also this one here, I will fight you if this is not on the hit list. <laughs> so I look forward to that. Oh, I'll we could make a film about how you have to get from here to your house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Uh, does anybody have any quick trivia? Very, very, very quick trivia. But the what? what? If you had about two hundred trivia, I've before. got, I've got a lot of trivia about this. Uh, one I was telling Gav about before, actually, the director um, when he came over from Los Angeles wasn't allowed to bring any LA-based stuntmen with him. Union rules said he had to use New York stuntmen. And he couldn't get them in, si- in time for Cyrus's death. So that scene where Cyrus is shot and he falls off the platform he's been speaking from, 
backwards through a, like a wooden pallet or something. The director had to do that himself because he, he couldn't, couldn't get, get anyone. any stuntmen to do it. Wow. Spur of the moment. So the director did that stunt himself. Well, Very there you go. That's a good, that's a, a, you know, really doing it for the cause. Absolutely. Um, okay, so uh, the next up, we've got our caption contest. So what I do here is I take a screenshot of the film and put it on Twitter, ask our friends and followers to provide a funny caption for the best one winning a chocolatey frog-shaped treat. Uh, so the, the picture I've got here is one of the baseball furies. So that's the guys with their painted faces and their baseball outfits. Uh, holding their bat out, outstretched arms as if to say, come out, lads, let's have it. Uh, you guys just got to pick the best one, starting with number one, the Houston Astros prepare for the 2020 season. Uh, number two, uh, when, a po- when a podcast promoter with less followers than you says they can get you sub- subscribers and downloads. <laughs> uh, uh, next one, oh, I heard about you, Beetlejuice's shit cousin. <laughs> and the last one, Ozzy. I'm going for Michael Jackson playing the, for the Dodgers. <laughs> Joel, well, it looks like Tommy Wiseau is the mask. <laughs> uh, I'm going for the Beetlejuice one. Yeah, I, I think, I, well, I, I think I like it Tommy should be. Tommy Wiseau is the mask. I feel me. like it should be the one that's very personalized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, Alex, decide and vote. Uh, I was going to go Beetlejuice. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, fuck you for trying to be personal. Like, uh, decide and vote. Um, uh, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to give one to both. So congratulations to... Uh, movie man. Do you know that by giving them out to both almost every week, you are costing this podcast money? <laughs> <laughs> we're in the, we're <laughs> massively in the red here. Te- yeah. Technically, I'm costing me money because none of you fuckers ever send them out. <laughs> the uh, ro- I was using the royal us. <laughs> <laughs> I may not send them out, but I did buy all those. True, <laughs> true. So, so there's only two of five of us here Actually, that are putting a, sh- a, a shift in our refreddos. Keep up the good work, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations to our, our uh, good long-time follower, Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank! Which one did Frank do? Just out of interest. Sucker Punch. Oh, no, in that. He, he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he wants to Sucker Punch to be fair. It's just the personal one. All right, okay. Uh, uh, okay, so uh, anyway, right, we've we pulled out our next film out of the hat, and it is... Um, I don't know. Cloverfield. Cloverfield. It is Cloverfield, yeah. Oh, fuck you. Then. <laughs> we <laughs> remembered what it was. I'm just going to go home then. If you, I'm home. Fuck me. I'm going to go into bed. Anyway, the roles have been picked out. The has at random. So in the role of defense, it's going to be Joel and Alex. In the role of prosecution, it's going to be Dave and Ozzy. And in the role of judge, it's going to be me. So thank you to everybody who's listened to this episode. If you liked the episode, please remember, like, share, subscribe. And why not give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts? Just spread the warm love that is films on trial in as many years as possible. And follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and the like. We are Films on Trial, at Film Trials. Uh, and that's it. The Warriors is uh, shit. Oh, it's really <laughs> hard for me to say, but we'll be in your ears next week with Cloverfield. Goodbye. Goodbye.